Hello and welcome to episode 66 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I am joined by Kevin, Brian and Cree. We are four artists, illustrators, filmmakers and all-round shit-talkers and each week we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Spotify, Amazon Prime, Disney+, YouTube, wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it and we talk about it. This week, we are looking at the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. Plus. We're also looking at Miss Marvel, also on Disney+. Plus. And we watched a bunch of stuff, trailers, played video games, read comics, and we just chat about any and all of that stuff as it comes up. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Head over to iTunes, rate and review, Spotify, like and subscribe. All of those good things really help us out. On top of that, you can head over to Instagram at the Endless Cast, where you'll find clips and you'll find illustrations to go up with each episode. That's a good place to leave us a comment or send us a message if you disagree or have a difference of opinion or want to suggest something for us to watch or take a look at. That's a good place to do that. Or you can also send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Is everybody recording? Lots of nods, lots of thumbs up. Okay, so I'm going to start uh, very unceremoniously and um, uh, uh, commercially and go. The Bag of Cats comedy show coming to the back page, Fibsborough, on July 7th. Uh, get your tickets, they are free. There's a link on the at Bag of Cats group Instagram page. Free tickets, come and see comedians. Um, spread the word around Fibsborough or surrounding Dublin areas. Um, fly in from wherever you might be in the world and come and see some Irish comedy. Plug, plug, plug. Shill, shill, shill. I'll be in Cork doing a stand-up set on Tuesday. I'll be in Dublin doing a stand-up set on Wednesday. And I'll be in Mullingar doing a stand-up set on Thursday. I'm going to be driving around the place. You've gone international. Yeah, I've gone international. I'm heading to Cork. Um, I have to get my Cork to English Dictionary. What time is that show finished? Uh, I think the gig starts at nine and the comedy gig's usually t- two hours. Fine. You all right? Yeah, fine. Fine. Sorry. I mean, I don't know where I am in the lineup. I could be in the first fucking half an hour. Right. And then we go see Nile Rogers afterwards, right? Nile Rogers. Yeah, right? I've seen Nile Rogers. He's great. I mean, nobody's nobody's debating the greatness of Nile Rogers. I, I saw him when he... Uh, came to Dublin and Shaka Khan uh, played before him and it was just the best. Where was Miracle. that? That was, was it the three Seems arena? Seems about I right. I think he's playing there again. Yeah. I'm seeing sides of buses. Cool. Mm. What a legend. What's the last gig you were at, Kevin? The Killers. I went to see the Killers like last week. How was that? It was good. Well, he survived. <laughs> yes, I did. they did not kill me. It was good. Um, shout out to Kenny. Kenny is the uh, sound engineer for the house guy for the Killers, and uh, he when he comes to Ireland, he always hooks me up with tickets, and I hook him up with tattoos. Nice. Uh, he's a good dude. Yeah, and he looked after us it's very well. Deal. Yeah, yeah. All the guys and Mark, the stage manager, uh, and Kyle, one of Guitar Techs, all good people, all really nice, all looked after us. And are they plug? Are they doing a new album or is touring hits like? Just torn. I think the lads just mostly tour hits and stuff. They actually cool. surprised. You know, I like Hoffos. Hoffos? Hoffos? What was it called? Hoffos. Yes. Um, I like the album uh, a lot. I think the Killers are a good band or a good kind of just radio friendly rock band. 
They're a good radio-friendly rock band and stuff. They've always put on a great show, and I really, really like them. Cool. What about you, Cree? La- last band you saw? Last musical performance? Last band I saw was probably Niall Rodgers okay. and Sheik. Pre-COVID? <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, I, w- I haven't, like, I mean, gigs are very expensive, so I'd rather spend my pocket money going to the cinema, but I, I still really enjoy nice. them, so it'd be nice to start going to more, you know. And uh, nobody else went to any musical performances? No. Nope. Uh, I went to see My Chemical Romance. How was that? Uh, it was great. Finding Emo. Was My Chemical Romance a hit? Like, were they a thing before Umbrella Academy or did Umbrella Academy come yes, after came after oh no My Gimmick Romance was long before uh, Umbrella Academy to the point where when I bought the first issue of Umbrella Academy and loved it I was just like who wrote this Jared Way and I was just like his stuff was great I wonder if I've read any of his other stuff because I thought his name sounded familiar so it was a good bit after the comic came after the band it was like four or five years after yep yeah and then the Killjoys was a band was an album that the My Chemical Romance released and then released a comic book that's like a sequel but like 10 years after none of the band members are in it it's all like a new bunch of killers and rogues and stuff I did a tattoo based on it today but um, but yeah cool and that's a um, as nice a segue as you could possibly have into season 3 of The Umbrella Academy starting on Netflix are you asking which came first based on trying to understand why one got made not why it got made it's just a, a I was trying to pinpoint it while I was watching it and then I went for a walk and I was thinking about it and I think I, I was trying to put my finger on like why I can't really connect with it like I, I just don't know what's going on I don't know what it's about and there's a scene I think it's in the second episode which I haven't watched in full and I think my confusion in that scene sums up my entire feeling with the entire show Diego's fighting another, it's the Sparrow Academy. It's them from this kind of timeline that they've changed. And the character in the opening scene, I don't know if his face is supposed to be like, look like it's melted or squishy or if it's supposed to look hard, but it it looks like his face is melted and, and gone hard. And one of the characters punches him and when she punches him, it kind of ripples across his face and ripples back down her arm and breaks her face. And I first thought that he was just so malleable that that he kind of can absorb and redirect any attack. And then in the second episode, I think it is, Diego's fighting him and hits him in the face, I think. And then the same thing happens to Diego, but then he keeps hitting him and it doesn't happen again. And then there's another character throws a knife at him and it hits him in the leg but then it's inflicted back on that character. And it's like, okay, so does it have anything to do with his appearance or not? And basically, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. Like, are his powers a big deal? Am I caught up on their powers? I don't know what's going on. I don't know why their dad is from another planet. I don't know. Am I just supposed to accept stuff and embrace it and embrace this kind of pastiche? And I just haven't a clue what it's about. And when I compare it to something like, I compare it to something like One Punch Man, which I just read the latest chapter of, one Punch Man is a pastiche and there's kind of an anything goes really eclectic kind of storytelling to it. But I know at its core, it's a it's a superhero parody, particularly a Superman parody. But it has something to say about 
about boredom and society and all this kind of stuff. And then there's all these fringe characters around it that are just bonkers. But you accept it because you know what that core thing is. But I, I don't know what Umbrella Academy is about. I don't know why... I don't know why you put them together in the first place. I don't understand why they split apart. I don't know what they're about. I don't know... I, I don't know why the character has... Why there's a time variance authority type timeline that just doesn't... Oh, yeah, like, that. it just... I don't get it. And I don't think... Yeah, I, and I don't think it's a bad show, but I just... I watch it and I keep it's... waiting for it to click and it, it doesn't. And that, that scene, basically, with yeah. Diego fighting this guy, the character even says to him, is like, are you getting it now? I was like, no, I'm not. What are your powers? I've yeah. seen it happen already. I don't know. I don't understand. I really want to like it. I don't think it's bad, but I was thinking as well, like, did this get made kind of primarily because Jared Way has, like, some fun ideas and he's just going mad with it and does it work better as a comic as a show i i i just i, I can't connect with it but i'll still watch it but i yeah. i don't know if i keep watching it trying to yeah i mean this is season three yep. yeah so i mean i i the first one it was the father's dead the family comes back together there's this concept of an end of the world threat that they're trying to work their way back and understand what caused it the second one like i'm trying to remember what like it always feels like there there's some there's some overarching looming threat that remains shrouded in mystery but just when you think they're about to peel away the layer of a glass onion and show you what's inside of it you don't know they, they they shift and show you something else and I, there's something else. It's, it's kind of like and said, there, three seasons in and I don't know what the show is. There's something, there's a bit of cohesion missing from, like the boys can go mm. wild, but I still know the boys is a mm. satire about corporations and media and power and all of that. And they can do all this, all this stuff around it. And like there's an opening dance sequence at the first episode of, of the Umbrella Academy and it's really good. It's really entertaining. And maybe the show is just about giving us those kind of moments. I, I still need some, like you said, kind of a cohesive line through it to just, because there's a lot of stuff that happens in it. I'm like, is this going to come up again later or does it matter? And yeah. Some sort yeah, of yeah. anchor or something. I, I haven't watched yeah. this, but is Doom Patrol a better or a more cohesive version? I heard good superheroes family? about it, but I, hmm. I haven't seen I'm skeptical as well. <laughs> I heard it was good at the start, and then it kind of maybe took a, a kind of a dive. But I'm not, I'm not sure. I haven't, right. I haven't seen, I haven't seen much. Okay. Anyone watch Doom Patrol? Uh, I saw a scene where everybody was having orgasms. I did see that scene. Actually, that might not have been Doom mm-hmm. Patrol. Oh, gross! Can you cut that part out too? <laughs> No. I'm looking forward to Bread Academy. I always liked it. I thought season one was excellent. I thought season two, although kind of repetitive in Paris compared to season one, I thought also very good. And I'm really excited for season three. Uh, I like it. I love the books. So cool. What I don't want to see happen in season one is what I kind of saw happen in season, sorry, in season three, is everybody gets split up and has to find their way back to each other again. They're together quite a bit so far. I was actually 
there's okay. a scene where they all try to come do a re uh, revolving door at the same time and I immediately kind of went mm. this is such a change from them being so split up for so many episodes yeah. that uh, I hope they I hope they don't do it because it's yeah. it always yeah. just feels forced when, when that kind of stuff yeah it's an easy kind of narrative to sort of send everybody off on their own little adventures and road trip them around the place and get them back again for the final or the finale um, and it's it's I don't know a degree of cynicism watching the mechanics of television happen and going you know oh somebody's got superpowers we see it in the first episode and they're stripped of those powers and we have to watch them find their way back to those by the end of it it's like okay you literally just described Stranger Things for <laughs> I would say I did, all yeah. seasons of Stranger Things <laughs> no but especially with the like her, her losing yeah. powers and trying to find her way back <laughs> and splitting them up and everything um, sure yeah. like every god of war video game was that as well it's like here he is super powerful oh he's also this powers now go and find all the tools you need to learn these powers again and except the last one which you haven't played you idiot no, because i'm you still ninny. on xbox 360 i saw a video today of a guy who dismantled his ps5 and they're like he's made the ps5 he's he's skinnied it up to about an inch thick and it is impressive but it's you know you watch the video and it's like well how did he do this and it's like he built a giant fuck off power brick and water cooling system that sits behind your television which is not you know mm. necessarily a bad solution but you're not you know he's, he's not reduced not the size. It smaller. no he's not made it small there's a giant component that has to be dragged around like if it's built in situ and it's fixed it's great it is a lovely like little inch thick copper case he made for it um for those who are sort of mechanically inclined, like he replaced all of the heatsink stuff with a water coolant system, but he couldn't do it with tubing. Uh, so he cut three plates of copper. The middle plate has the channels in it and they layered it together and he pumped water in from the just, side. Just send us the link. Just send us the link. It's fine. And um, We'll check it out later. I think it was pretty cool. This, pretty cool. this is, this Everybody is check more of a out, descriptive podcast, isn't it? Everybody check out uh, Skinny PlayStation 5. Um. No, I might. I mean, I definitely won't, but I might. The diplomatic answer. <laughs> Everybody watching Miss Marvel? Yes. What are y'all thinking, Cree? What do you think? What do I think? Uh, yeah, I absolutely adore it. I think it's great. Um, I think it's really, really fun. Uh. It's a nice change from what we've seen in the MCU. It's very youthful. Um, it's great to see more diversity in the MCU. I think that is the only way forward, and I'm really glad that we're getting that. Um, I think Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel is just fantastic. I mean, she's Miss Marvel in real life. She absolutely adores the MCU. I saw her taking a quiz on the MCU online and she absolutely demolished it. <laughs> it was amazing. She loves the MCU even more than your average fan at How all. Like so, yeah. She's I think she's like 16 or something. Just wondering is she was she born after the MCU started or No. Oh Jesus, no. We're getting close. I, I mean, to no. Toby no, Maybe Toby. yeah. Tom Jamie. Holland was pretty fucking young when when Iron Man came out. He's older than I am. Yeah. I I Tom Holland is younger than you. No, he's older than I, I am. I was gonna say, yeah, he's like twenty five, twenty six. 
Why did I say younger? Sorry. No, no, I, 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 I couldn't hear. Offended? <laughs> Just in case I was like vocabulary. I thought this initiate. episode was a bit clunky. I at the very start I was like, did I miss a scene? It just jumped straight to the flashback and it didn't feel as confident as the last two episodes. I still liked it because everything everything you just said is 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 still there. Um mm-hmm. it's really nice just seeing the, the kind of supporting cast rounded out. It's nice spending time with them. Um Yeah. But yeah, I there was two points and I was like, Did I miss something? What happened here? Like you know, especially with a clandestine showing up and and then suddenly just immediately like turning on her almost and mm. um yeah it was strange they didn't do much legwork to get there they they introduced That's a bunch of people who told her they were her friends and were looking out for her immediately revealed that their name was very threatening and um and then they turned on her incredible i mean we've been exiled for what what did you do? What did you do that had a dimension shift you out of their own dimension? Should I help you? Because it seems like a whole dimension full of people cast you out of their also own. also need, uh, you know, an explainer on what... Bit of a glorification. What the MCU's distinction between, um, you know, parallel reality and a dimension is. What would... What, what, well, we kind of saw it in Doctor Strange, you know, like there's the mirror dimension is like a separate dimension, not necessarily a separate like universe, if that sort of makes sense. I sort of see the different universe thing. It's difficult. It's in it's the same universe. There is yeah. a definite like. Yeah. And it's. Yeah. So I, I kind of see dimensions as like is part of the universe, but just yeah. on like a different plane or something. But. With the multiverse, but that, it's like that, that's the thing. They're completely separate. You know, they we had a little animated like, explainer in Loki talking about, you know, timelines, and we had you know it explained in Endgame as well, like branching paths, multiple realities, mm. multiple universes, mm-hmm. and then mm. Shang Chi is like, oh, we're from in another dimension. It's like, what's a dimension? What, what does that mean? There's a lot of different things going like, on. Mm. Is, is, does it, oh, I forgot about them. Does it occupy? That, that's the thing because they dropped that on us in this episode. Is like, are they cast out of the same place exactly. as the Shang Chi? Exactly. That's what I want to know. Are all alternate dimensions on just one plane, or is there multiple dimensions within a reality? And then, and that bangle was on a blue oh, arm, they, wasn't it? Yeah. That's pretty. So they're talking about like fourth, fifth, sixth dimensions. Hello. Or. I'm just saying, like, what's, you know, they've explained so much other stuff and nowadays they've kind of thrown this in with... It will be good to find out. I don't know if we're going to find out in Miss Marvel, though, because as we know so far, none of those characters even know that the multiverse exists, those specific characters in Miss Marvel, so I don't see how that will be addressed just yet. But I would love to find out more. Please give us some exposition there, Marvel. Would be great. We have three more episodes of this. I'm just enjoying the ride. I'm just like, give me all it's, the episodes you can. It's great fun so far. I loved the wedding sequence. Um, Kev, what did you what did you think of it? That was my favorite. We haven't talked to you in a little bit. Um, have you enjoyed the first three episodes? I I do like it. It's not as engaging, I guess, as other stuff. Um, because I think what, it was what a do movie. you immediately put above it? Hawkeye, obviously, because he's a uh, fucking weirdo. I, want, I need him to say it. 
I need him to say it. <laughs> say it. Uh, Hawkeye. <laughs> you scum. <laughs> I put Hawkeye above it. <laughs> um, Do you genuinely have Hawkeye above this? I have to wait to finish and watch this because at the moment, to be honest, it's okay. just, I don't think, I just think it's, at the end of the day, I think it's a very different show than the other MCU shows and it is very, 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 very childish. It looks more like a CW show to me than other shows in the past. Would you say the same thing about Spider-Man though? He uh, wouldn't because he's a hypocrite. Before interrupt me, before Aiden interrupt me, I was I was gonna say I'd rather actually see Miss Marvel the movie than a TV show, because I think like they would have done like the kind of origin, the bangle, and all that kind of stuff much faster. Instead of spreading over like two hours of an episode, they would have done it in like twenty minutes of a movie, and I think it would have been served better for that. I have to say though, it's difficult to introduce a character with a movie. I think I I like the way that you know, say Moon Knight and and Miss Marvel now are introducing characters who've got a lot of time to sit with them and see them as protagonists and come to like them. So I actually think the series Though we think we could, they could is have, a really good way to introduce They characters. could have been a bit more direct with the Moon Knight origin. I mean, I think Brian has said as well, like we, we spend a lot yeah. of time tiptoeing around before we finally get that sort of like conch you in the desert thing. And it's like, um, and like, I know what Kevin is saying, but like they introduced ten rings of Shang Chi and they didn't tell us any fucking thing about them and they're going to build a franchise around telling us what those rings are. So they m- they may have done the same thing with this bangle, you know. Did you guys see the ten rings in this one? Yeah, carved in the ground or something. I was like, what? Oh, I missed that. So maybe they, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, when it when it like pans up and we see uh, uh over their heads, they're standing um on the ground and the ground has carved into it oh, the ten shit. rings. Oh Okay. So that was like, what? But, um, so really eager to see how mm. that connects. So maybe they are from a similar dimension to... Yeah, that's um, interesting. Shang-Chi's... But then anyways, that was my, my point. My point is, though, is just like kind of... Uh, I think... I don't know. like, And it's like it's kind of like with a lot of these shows as well. But like, uh, I just feel it's more this. It's just like there's a lot of slow build-up, you know? And when yeah. I say slow build-up, I just mean like kind of... I feel like they could do things... Like yeah, a little bit faster. Mm. Less is more. Yeah. Get these things in. But although I do like I do, I do like seeing as much of her and using her powers. I think that's great. I do really like seeing all the Muslim culture type of stuff and like, you know, their traditions and things. That is nice to see. And the thing is as well, like I can watch these things uh and like acknowledge that I'm not the demographic for it, you know, to a certain degree. But I could but that doesn't take away from the fact that I think like this stuff is really important. Mm. And I, I can I see how it's important to people. I think you're scum, Kev. It's not that's the... That's, 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 I don't that's, think, that's the, I think the demographic yeah, is Marvel yeah. fans, really. Like, I mean, yes, the character is Pakistani Muslim uh, and um, a teenager, but that all, like that doesn't necessarily mean that people won't be able to relate to her. I mean, Kev she's just the character like that women. I relate to the most the in the entire MCU, and I absolutely love her. I think, um, I don't, see, I think there's a difference between Marvel fans and MCU fans. You know? This I know, sounds yeah, pretty gatekeepy to me, Kevin. Uh, no, I mean, like, as in, like, there's, like, there's, oh, no, like, I've tattooed, I tattooed guys that will get, like, <laughs> the Punisher tattoos and don't have a clue about, like, anything of them. It's just, like, yeah, uh, yeah. or Iron Man tattoos or whatever. It doesn't, like, they there's, like, like people who, like, love their, like rights. They, well, or they're, they like, uh, Iron Man or whatever, Thor, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but my, my point is, like, they'd be more MCU fans than Marvel fans. Um, 
I when I say like a kind of like I'm not the demographic is I hear a lot of people complaining about stuff about the show and I and I literally said I've said it to like even customers and stuff I'm say I say to them like kind of like yeah but like kind of you do realize like it can't all just be white men on screen like that would be you. bullshit yes. and I say it to, I say it to customers all the time because people shit I'm like, I don't really like it blah, blah, blah. She's a bit, and it's just like yeah but like what do, what do you really want like what do you want do you, do you just want another fucking white guy in a suit you know I like I have to say we like, were watching sorry. no no just no hang on hang on because I'm not finished and then if I if I don't make this point I'm just because I'm like an asshole yeah, but, uh, but no it's just the thing is yeah well, maybe I do who gives a fuck um, but the thing is uh, yeah it's just kind of like it's just like like I like the show don't get me wrong, but I can see, I can see how it's more meaningful to other people, and that's fine. But and that's how it doesn't do have to like be about me. More. Oh, I didn't say that though. <laughs> Aiden literally made fair. me say that. Uh, I'm going to, I go to finish watching. Emer, Emer won't watch this with me. She, she thinks it's completely daft. Um, but uh, I like the show. I like it. I do like it. It's great. Um, and I, I think the whole uh, the way the guy gives on God and Bruno Brian is very funny. That's made me. Oh, that's made me laugh a few times. He's like Brian, watch out! And he's like, he's doing this on purpose. It's very funny. Um, the father and the mother, I really like them. Uh, the Hulk, the Hulk scene was lovely. Her dad is yeah. the best. Yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, um, I never yeah, fucking like, posted yeah. this week's art bollocks. Yeah, it was rubbish, anyways. But um, yeah, like, yeah, I like it. I like, I like. The thing is, though, like, I was listening to the podcast. Uh, because I wasn't on the episode and I was listening to the podcast last the theater episode whatever two weeks ago or something and we we're talking about like the different shows that are coming and you know how to work out in phase four whatever it is uh and like I was even thinking like kind of like, I just want to keep on making shows they don't have to be my favorites they don't have to be directed toward I know I know you're saying creep I was just being all Marvel fans and all that kind of stuff but at the end of the day some films speak to people or some media speaks to people differently you know you can all love it but it just resonates differently you know uh, and I can see, and I can see how important something like is Miss Marvel is, and I'm I'm here for it. Do more of it. Keep doing. I don't even care what they're going to do in terms of Phase Four, Five, and Six. It's just I hope the superhero stuff never dies down, and I hope to keep on making it. Uh, whether it's it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. I'm going to take what I love from it, anyways. Uh, and yeah, more of it, more of it. I'm looking forward to the next episode of Miss Marvel. What I was going to say was just sort of slightly a comment on um, you saying, you know, can all like I, I threw on heavyweights on Disney Plus. Do you remember that movie? Heavyweights. Kids go to fat no. camp. Ben Stiller. It's a Judd Apple. Oh, yes. Thing. Yeah. Because um, yep. Bavian had never seen it. Have you ever seen that, Craig? No. No. I don't think so. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like Judd Apatow's it's first great. Like, produced feature. And it's a whole bunch of kids going to fat camp and they like smuggling candy and they love it and it's great and nobody ever intends on losing any weight but Ben Stiller's company buys it and he's basically the guy from Dodgeball um, like a pro yeah, version yeah it's really good though it's, it's fun and it's, it's whatever but Bavian was just like immediately was like like I was just watching it with my like nostalgia eyes because I remember seeing it when I was 10 and she went so the entire cast is male and I was like, oh, yeah, it yeah. is, isn't it? It's a whole camp full of dudes. Shit. This is, and, this is and a it's problem. Like, but, like, it's not, un- it's not unheard of to go, they just had dude boy summer camps, right? So, all right, fine. But the, they, they chose to make a movie about that. But, it, like, there's a scene where there's a girls' camp and they have a dance. Like, they, they stage a dance. And as that scene ended, Bavian went, and everybody's white. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, but, like, it's, it's, um... It's there's a few, there's a bunch of movies I go back and I watch that now and it it's 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 
it's good it's great that we've come on as much as we have it's really jarring to go back and look at things you loved and go holy fuck how did i not notice this at the time like there's a bunch of steve martin movies like the jerk as well and then a couple of things and um roxanne and stuff and i'm just like wow this is a whole lot of fucking white people um um I, basically, my my point is it, it it is jarring to look back at films that didn't have like nobody thought to make this even remotely racially diverse. Yeah. You know that's that's mad. I think like, it was. A it almost feels like they have to make a decision to not do that. that. <laughs> I think there was a deliberate decision to not put people in stuff. I don't think it was just a, a lack of a conversation or yeah. people in the room. I think it was a very concerted effort to say, uh, no, we're not casting them. To leave people out of the room. Because as well, if you've got all of the directors and producers are white men, who are they going to want? Who are they going to put in their movies? Do you know, who are they going to write movies, you know, quote unquote, for, do you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I recommend the film because it's fun, but I'm just going... Why we, how we've come on. Does that make any sense? Am I in safe water than how I've addressed this? I think so, I think. I don't know, you took a long time to get there. I was waiting, waiting to, f- waiting for you to arrive at a point. <laughs> but you got there, you, you got there in the end, you did. Uh, yeah. Um. I think that we still have a lot further to go, though. Um... Of course, and course. it's very annoying to see people bash things that are racially diverse, bash things that are female led, um, even bash things that have like same sex yeah, couples in and it. any queer people at all. It's like, it's like, oh my god, your your story has been told so many times, white guys. Like seriously, <laughs> like what what's your problem? It's yes. not like we're saying, oh, that's it, no more white straight men in media ever. I'd be okay with it's that. It's just. Well, giving other people the chance to have I'd their at least a story decade told of that do you know because like as a kid i mean as a girl growing up i mean you notice the lack of representation it's so mm. obvious to me and it, it it burrows into your brain and it makes you feel less than do you know as a girl i loved star wars loved lord of the rings etc but there was such little representation that it, it that can't not have an effect on your psyche do you know and I think representation is one of the most important things, really. And it is the only way forward. And I am glad that Marvel has finally started to pursue that and actually reflect the world. Especially when so many of the stories about, you know, men's place in society and how inspirational, like how many inspirational kind of sports movies and all these things. And, you know, you get, you get a league yeah. of their own and then that's it for... 30 years you know and but but so so but yeah but and we so should be grateful of, for like, that yeah so much of people's like consciousness and attitude and values is about stories that are told that they see over and over and over again and it was only catering to like just you know one really narrow group of people and you know, mm. that narrative was in charge and it, it, it set the agenda for everything. And people, it's exactly as you said, you know, people, how are people supposed to, everything, everything we do is, is a story that we tell ourselves about something, you know, whether it's, whether it's how we get out of bed in the morning or how we do what we do throughout the day or throughout our lives or the, the plans that we set for ourselves. 
it's all set by stories and for decades it was just stories about dudes and nobody else it's exactly like you said you know but it's it's demoralizing and no but that that's why i kind of like that's what i meant i didn't mean to kind of draw like uh lines in the sand or i don't know, you what, did, you know how to express it to express exactly but uh that's what i meant um oh, thanks brian for your support uh that's what i just meant by like kind of like it's like it's okay if i don't if this show isn't my favorite show um and it's not because it, it's not representative of me it's like it's just like you know i can't relate to everything you know i like seeing i like seeing this the i look the i don't like, the i think we can we can step away from that element of the conversation it's not that you don't relate to anything it's just like, yeah it's not your favorite character. It's not your favorite narrative so far. But that's not to do you with You watch the rest of it, you'll enjoy it, and we'll see where it's at. Yeah, it's not to do with But I think it's important. But I, I doesn't mean like I think these things are important, you know. Yeah. And I think white guys just had to get over exactly. the fact that not everything like, can I've be about you. Like I've had to relate that's to my characters point. that were white and male, like for yeah. like just yeah. white it, straight it's men when you for my whole life. So it's like yeah, freaking finally. But like way more, please. And like it can kind of be boiled down to we're still like at some like head shake moments like for yeah. example in avengers endgame when they had that scene where all the women came to be- together on the battlefield and it was supposed to be this like really empowering moment whereas actually it was the most patronizing thing <laughs> that was in that whole movie it was like you'll give the women these like five seconds even though it makes narratively zero sense whatsoever and captain marvel literally could do anything like on her own she doesn't need any help from anybody um, it didn't make any sense, and then the rest of the screen time went for the, went to the lads, anyways. And it was like, well, that's just shit. Like, do you know? So there's a lot of like fake sort of feminism going on. I'm like, that's not real. We just want to be equal. Disingenuous corporate feminism and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a real like patronizing moment. There's some of the stuff that I like. And we come into it in Obi Wan as well, where like I have to sort of disconnect and go. I do have to remind myself that like it's a kids' movie, you know. I'm I'm giving out about stuff, but it's like there is that whole always thing there that like it's for kids. <laughs> um. So the clandestine, the gin, that that piece of uh, Urdu text was very very handy, and the fact that someone there was able to translate specifically the myth that was relevant to bruno's research that was very handy in the convenience store wasn't it um uh the I, you know I, like do you want to you really want to pick it pick i'm gonna pick at it yeah. 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 um well what joke oh my god i didn't see the joke convenience store i didn't even see the joke i see it now i didn't even see it i'm so no. funny i'm subconsciously funny is that it no no um i didn't i didn't see that joke why i have you guys around um to point out all my feelings and of which there it. are many hmm. are you have you tickets to nile rogers next week no i talked about it with my brother and we didn't buy any yet ah. uh, it was before we had talked about it before you said you were coming down but we didn't buy anything we okay buy that just popped in my head like don't don't not go to Nile Rogers and account of me doing five minutes of stand up. Well, let's go, go after like, you do your five minutes. I don't know that I'm going to be on at like 11 o'clock. Go to your gig. Yeah, but if you're on um, early, we can just pop down. I won't start till nine anyway. Anything else to be said about this one? Uh, I think it could have done with. I, I felt like it was building towards some type of reveal and it 
didn't happen. Um, mm. It just kind of amounted to them both having that vision and then her grandmother had the vision. But I felt like when they were all closing in on her, I felt like something was going to happen and I think it needed it. Uh, right. And then it didn't, and then the yeah, I, I was damage control came in and just made short work of of them, and I was, I just thought it was kind of odd. I thought this episode was a little tonky, not bad. Just the first two were very kind of yeah. really self assured, and twice in this one I was like, "What's happening? Did I miss something?" And that, then the that DDLC moment where damage out. control came in and. D- dismantled them and Kamala went running out. That was a little like, that was cut a bit odd. Like yeah. it didn't read great, but with minor nitpicking. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. It is sort of you know, how how nitpicky can we be? You know? Well, very. Um, I like I like the, the end of stream incredibly. Like so, like what I would say is, you know, I think I said it last week. Like it reminds me a lot of Into the Spider Verse, you know, with the kind of style mm. and. And, yeah. you know, that's for kids, but it's brilliant. So we, we can, mm. we can nitpick. Not, you know, it's not, not criticizing. It's just this. Yeah. Nitpicking is fine. And I mean, like it's for kids and it's yeah. also for adults. It's written by adults. And it's not so. like kids are complete. Like, yeah. exactly. And it's not yeah. like kids don't pick up on things, do you know? I mean, like, I can imagine like kind of realistically as well like why isn't there more like kind of marvel content that kind of you know like you know like you know i'm sure you guys are the same i'd always go see a pixar movie i'd always watch totally. a disney movie and stuff and why isn't there more marvel content that kind of is like you know watchable for really young kids and then watchable for adults mm. you know i think that's the line that the mcu treads fairly well is that like a lot of kids do watch the movies and they're usually fine mm. which is great mm. Yeah, they're thinking of the likes of Moon Knight and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I know what you're saying. I mean, it is nice yeah. to also have that content where it's like for a little bit older, but like, you know, for the main, you know, movies and things, kids can watch it, which is good. Yeah. But it's also, it's for adults too. It's good. So, I, I know it's, as you I know it's coming. Uh, I know it's coming, but it's, I find it's odd that it's like Black Panther 2 will be out before this comes out, but like when Civil War came out, the two biggest things in Civil War were her first look at Black Panther and Spider-Man's back in the MCU. And then the two films that came after it, we had Homecoming and Black Panther and one of them made a billion and the other one didn't. And why haven't Sony jumped on Miles Morales yet? Like, I know it's obviously, I know it's in the works, but... We hear nothing about it. Whereas, like like I said, two biggest things to come out of Civil War, Black Panther, Spider-Man. The Black Panther film blew up. Massive demand for yeah. it. And Spider-Man was successful, but not until No Way Home did it kind of have its its peak. And There's got to be some conversation there, there, there about There definitely is. And they're, set, they're setting up. They're so, setting yeah. it up. I mean, there's been a few yeah. throwaway lines in the MCU. we've had the Spider-Verse to kind of test the waters. And they've brought Miles into mm. the the video games. Two more films. Yeah, and they've brought Miles into the the Sony Spider-Man games, but there's no mm. there's no talk about. Like I said, Black Panther two has been massively delayed, and that'll be out in November. We'll have gotten two Black Panther films, 
before we get a single live action Miles Morales. And it's just weird that Sony. Is that movie out this year? The Black Panther. Wow. I've lost track of time. What year is it? Yeah, Brian said the last time was in November. I mean, they've been shooting and stuff, so that makes sense. So we we got to be getting it. Why? I'd imagine one of the reasons why. I imagine one of the reasons why they haven't pursued the whole Maya Morales thing is probably caught up in a lot of legal bullshit. Clear cut because Sony own it and. Mm. Mm. They weren't afraid to and make more, it well, like the, they're, they're making so <laughs> Morbius it's true Craven Spider Woman Madam Web yeah I saw I saw whoever they cast as Madam Web talking about the honour it is to play this legendary character it's like Madam Web is an obscured narrative in some Spider-Man books who the said actress, that? Actress, I think they cast to play Madame Web, and it was just like it's talking points, and it's half written by a publicist, I'm sure. But it was just like, you know, what an honor it is to be playing this prestigious character, and it's like a character is and obscure. They're as doing, fuck, like. they're doing, they're doing that other, they're doing that, they're doing that Mexican superhero oh, movie as well. Um, I can't think of the guy who's playing Bad him. Bunny? Not, uh, maybe he's not Mexican. I think he might be Mexican. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, he's gonna be playing that. So Marvel are doing, or Sony are doing some strange things. But the Craven movie, apparently, he's more of a kind of like a Tarzan protector of animals as opposed they're, to a hunter. They they want to make superhero movies, but they don't have any of the heroes, and they really they trying have. to like retcon. Godfather's Morales, and they saw the success of Black Panther. Exactly, and, and we already know how people and Spider Verse. Yeah, they had to make two. They had to make three Spider-Man films before they, you know, made a billion. And they had to bring back all the other Spider-Man. I'm sure, I'm sure they have Spider-Gwen as well. Spider-Gwen as well. Or Ghost Spider, whatever whatever her real name is. I think it's Ghost Spider with Spider-Gwen. Yeah, there are other Spider-Heroes in that universe. There's there's narratives where, like, the Hobgoblin armor is, is a hero. You know, the guy in it. Like, they can do what they fucking want, but they just... They have Prowler... They have Prowler. They have all of uh, Spider-Man's multiple identities: Dusk, Ricochet, uh, Prodigy, um, Spider Pig, to Spider-Pig. name a few. Like, there's any amount of that was a weird. Spider-Man. That was a weird was run of characters. I remember that as like when, like, I'm gonna go nerd as fuck here. It was an arc where Peter Parker or Spider-Man was made like public enemy number one, so he was trying out different identities, and he went through like a half dozen different costumes over the space of four or five issues of the comic and then they kind of what's the thunderbolts they kind of thunderbolted those costumes someone some other bunch of people got the costumes and created this separate group of heroes in those costumes called the slingers and then i don't know what the fuck happened to them i have no idea where dusk or or ricochet or who's the guy in the gold outfit they were in some they're in prodigy. They're in something again. And it's just recently. a whole bunch of people in like throwaway Spider-Man outfits. But anyways, the point was that there is tons of spider characters: yeah. Spider Woman, Ghost Spider, Miles Morales. The list is yeah. endless. Genuine properties. People are, I'd say, genuinely interested. But my point, like you know, kind of prouder, about, like our conversation you know? about representation, that Black Panther proved what a massive demand, like. Marvel had no idea it was going to be yeah, Marvel money. had no idea it was going to be that successful and then when it blew up you know the fact that Sony haven't looked at it as like some sort of 
blueprint for how like, come yeah, on, we're really like craving there's this. There's a massive demand, and Spider Man is still probably the most popular Marvel character, and they've got a black Spider Man right there, <laughs> and they're just doing nothing. Yeah, but and I suppose they did they did Spider the Spider Verse movie, but I would say it'll fuck Sony. Sony. I was work. just reading that apparently they're going to do a Morbius too. Apparently, Feige has many more Sony Marvel plans coming up, not just Spider Man stuff. That is now there's many tie-ins between Marvel. Yeah, and that was just I just read that today that that. Well, that, that's where Morales is going to show up eventually, right? Did you watch Morbius, Cree? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> did you watch the two Venom movies? I saw the first one. Didn't see. Didn't get around to the second one yet. Um, I enjoyed the first one. Yeah. I didn't think I was, actually, at all. But um, I saw it and I thought it was interesting. It was a funny little dynamic yeah. that... Um, it's that dynamic that people are reacting to. Symbiote. It was fun. And yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I tried to watch the kind second Venom and I did not get very far. Already. Yeah. Um will you be going to see the new Elvis movie which is out this week, Kevin? No. I thought you were an Elvis fan. Uh, um, I don't know yeah. why I put that on you. I listen to a lot of Johnny Cash. I would listen to a lot of uh, the Rack Package Johnny stuff. Cash. So I like Cash. music from the era. But um, I do listen to it. I do like it, a bit of Elvis. Don't get me wrong. But um, mm. I won't be going to cinema to see I don't think. No. Mm. I still avoid the cinema unless it's like something I'm really Marvel interested in. Yeah. Absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Any Marvel interest from the rest of you? Sorry, uh, Elvis interest from the rest of you. Any Elvis interest from the rest of you? Oh. I mean, Marvel interest, absolutely. Elvis. I'll, I'll happily watch the movie. I just probably won't go to the cinema to see it. But I, I'll, I'd be sure. very much keen to watch it. Uh, same as the the, Mar- the Marilyn Monroe. Is there Marilyn Monroe by Epic coming out as well? That's Netflix, yeah, yeah, Blonde. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like Any any of those really iconic characters, like, yeah. If there's a good enough um, biopic, I'd happily watch it. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was great. Obviously, Walk the Line was great. Uh, I've still to watch Rocket Man, but I want to watch Rocket Man. Um, I like those. I like those movies. You know, if they're if they're done, good. Well, yeah. I think I started like. I don't know. I think what was it? Ray and there was a couple in a row where I was just like, right, I see the pattern here. Like the arc of these musicians' lives tend to be fairly similar. I was like, I lost interest in flying too close to the sun, getting burned. Yeah, and either being yeah. redeemed and going on to have a long career or being redeemed in some way and dying or whatever. You can yeah. say that about most biopics, though. That's, like a, not just music. that's, that's what you're saying. But that's, that's the trappings of fame or notoriety or whatever you want to say, you know. I did enjoy the Dewey Cox story. That's hilarious. Under, underrated. Underrated. Buzz Lightyear is apparently bombing. I don't think they marketed enough. I think it's underperforming. It's all 200 million. I want to see it just because it costs 200 million. I want to know what a 200 million dollar animated film looks like. Wow. Animation looks like, yeah. Probably is stunning. I mean, the first trailer was cool. It just. I kind of called it in the first trailer, though. Yeah, it looks pretty like, fun. What's it about? I don't get it. 
And also, like the the, the thing I don't get as well, it, it's like the movie that Andy watched that makes him want to buy. But is it an animated version of like a live action film, or in in Andy's universe in 1995? Does <laughs> does <laughs> like because a- not animated in his universe, if you know what I mean. In that case, animation animated movies would be more realistic than real life do you get what i mean like andy's human he's flesh and blood we're just watching an animated depiction of that story so is is the movie is the live action that andy saw and we're seeing an animated or is 1995 film cgi animation look more realistic than the real world that because the film looks better than Andy yeah, looks exactly. in real life it's confusing exactly. it was a weird way to approach There's, it um, he's gonna be like my why is everything so weird in my world well they shouldn't have gone near it they should have just said here's a story about a character called because they never they never felt the need to explain cars they never had to say, oh, yeah. it's a world so where... So they've the- expressly said that this is the film that Andy watched, that the toy is based on? I think at the start of the film, it says in 1995, Andy buys a toy based on a film. This is that film. Because in that case, there were absolutely no toys for mm-hmm. like the other characters. They should have just made just a light year Rows and rows film. of Buzz Lightyears in Toy Story 2. Because uh, like I said, <laughs> cars. Like, what is cars? Like, what is cars? What is cars? What is cars? Car- cars freaks me out. It genuinely does. There's like a theory it, that all of Pixar. The, there's a unifying there's a theory, theory that all of Pixar movies are in actually in the same universe, and Cars is po- post-apocalyptic, where the cars have gained consciousness and all the humans. It's have died. the it's like, it's like the post-Wally enough. humans have put their flesh bodies into vehicles. No, it doesn't. There was a thing I looked at. It was like, okay, just, like, so the toy is based on this Buzz Lightyear, and in the toy he has that little gauntlet that has a little arm door that flaps up. And it's like, I can see how if you're making a toy of this, that's how you do it. But if I'm making yeah, armor with a display, I would do some sort of rotation or yeah, yeah. That's just how a toy would would look. I it was a, with stickers. Yeah, yeah, I wish they'd sort of gone a little bit further with that. Ruin the whole film for me. I'm not going to see it. Cost I'm going to see it now because it costs two hundred million dollars. You going to go see it? I mean, I'm more interested in seeing it now, knowing that it costs that much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How much do they usually cost? Not that much. Two hundred million. Maybe it had to do with working from home. Do they have to send everyone a computer? Um, Callum Alexander Watt did some lovely concept art for it. Have you seen that? I think you shared some of that, yeah. Really like his stuff. Yeah. Um, It's kind of cool that he was working on that. It's not his usual kind of thing, but nice to see him. There was some sort of like concept art where people were like, here's all the work we did. And I looked at it and went, it looks no different than any other Pixar character that anyone's ever drawn. Oh, actually, I I think... We're we're 30 years in. chin and jaw too big. I think that put people off on the main poster. He's as... Ma- he's he's you think more, that put people I think off. so. He's he's it looks like a huge goiter on his neck. He looks like the Goblin King from The Hobbit. 
it's it's bigger than the toy it's massive it's okay. it's like it's down to here it's, it's down to his collarbone it's weird too big freaks people out Cree thoughts on Buzz Lightyear's chin uh, I, I had you seen that now, poster have any, you seen the poster so... I'm gonna send the poster in the chat no I've just I've just seen the um the trailer and stuff I mean it looks fun but um I'm not going to be running to the cinema to see it. I don't think I'll probably just wait until it's on Disney Plus. But I think I think I just like the David Bowie song. I probably will watch it when it is on Disney Plus. Hmm? I think I just liked the David Bowie song in the trailer. Yeah, I know you did. I said that. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look at this poster. I'm reasonably self-aware. It's in which chat? Uh, oh, Skype in the Skype yeah. chat. Cool. That chin's too big. It's, it's it's too yeah, big. It's sizable, actually. Yeah, I can sort of see it. It's weird. It's it's not even a chin. Um, it's it's a weird. It's weird. To be honest, if you hadn't said that, I wouldn't have probably. You would have paid too much subconsciously. Attention, you'd have. You'd be like, I'm not going to see that film. He's got a weird sure. neck thing going on, and it's weird. I think because the toy's eyes are bigger, it makes his face as a whole. But like, why does he have to look so much like the toy? The toy is a really heavily stylized thing. Why has he got this? Why doesn't he have like a Mr. Incredible kind of proportion, you know? I mean, does this, does this just erase? I I would say that the, this is the movie that inspired the TV show, which is 2D animation that inspired the toy that Andy got. You're you're wrinkling my my brain there. Mm, yeah. I have a wrinkly brain. Because that's the very stylized version of Buzz is, is the cartoon version, and so. So we're wait, we're waiting for Disney Plus on that one. For me personally, but I mean, by all means, go and see it and give it love. All right, I will. Do it. Will we talk about Obi Wan? I mean, I just quoted Palpatine, so why not? Execute episode six to six. How did you find it, Cree? We spoke to you just as the first two episodes had gone to to the Disney's, and we haven't spoke to you since. And now it's episode sixty six, and we've all watched the finale except for Kevin, who's watched none of it. Um, sorry, Kevin. Yeah, I thought this um, guy liked Star Wars. Like, what's, what's that about? I don't know. He's he's just he's coming in all. He's watching Megan today. Fox and Bruce Willis, but he's not watching. I thought he liked Star Wars. So it's so weird. I thought, I thought you were a Star so Wars weird. guy. So strange. You're breaking my heart. You're going down a path I can't follow. I get the reference. He doesn't. He's never watched Star Wars in his life. He's a fraud. Do you not get that reference, Kevin? <laughs> I get that reference. Okay. Cree, how did you find six episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi? All I have to say, well, no, I've got more to say, but I can sum it up in a prequel quote, because of course I can. Another happy landing. I enjoyed it. It was a nice little extra do you know i don't think it was like necessary in you know understanding the you know the trilogies or anything but it was it was a nice little extra and it was lovely the thing the my favorite thing about it was um obi-wan's relationship with leia 
I thought that was really lovely and sweet to see on screen and totally makes sense why she would name her son Ben now and like why she reached out to him and why Bail Organa reached out to him in A New Hope and it's it was really lovely and then you could also see like through her she was like a a second chance for Obi-Wan who thought he had failed Anakin now she was like his chance to sort of redeem that and I think maybe that's part of the reason why he couldn't finish the job with Vader either is like he's been spending so much time with his daughter and like he saw the good from Anakin and Leia and it was just very sad very very sad but good I enjoyed it do you think in the flashback moments we have of Anakin looking at the youngling playing dead are we to take from that that he was in the same position as her and chose to let her live is that the glimmer of good or am I putting way more on that than was in that moment I mean he was already killing a bunch of kids I doubt he would have spared one I don't know but it's one thing when they're running around it's another thing when they're lying (laughs) and as we've learned with Disney plus lightsabers he'd have to have beaten her to death because they don't cut through anything (laughs) struggle to see how he would have shown any mercy that day because he was just freaking mental um but if he did i mean another thing is as well like if you're a jedi and you're in a room full of dead people you're probably gonna sense the one living one if that makes sense do you know that way unless unless the clones were like mixing up the signal but like i don't know maybe that's just me reading way too much into things and it probably is but um I don't see how he would have spared her that day. Okay. Brian, how did you find this finale? I think that moment when his helmet broke was excellent. And I think that's probably what they built everything around. And that moment really paid off. It was really, really strong. And it was fantastic to see him see his... his, his apprentice and his friend and see see the harm he's caused and to see how far he's gone it was fantastic but right up until that i was like why did it take five episodes to get to them running away on a ship just for him to say i'll lead him off there was so much that happened before that just isn't the show that i would have imagined if i was kind of going to write an obi-wan show not that i kind of necessarily know what I'd write but mm. I would have focused more on we just get to see him kind of live a very mundane day to day and then he's kind of got this mission thrust upon him and it took so long to get to this fantastic moment at the end and I wish they'd spent a bit more time creating more moments like that because that's that's what I thought the whole point of getting the two of them back was like i said with the flashback last week that was fantastic as well and yeah it was just it but we could have had a clone war flashback in episode one two and you know we could have done one of those flashbacks every episode showing us more of their relationship i think it's kind of what i've been saying last week you know it's i think somebody said you know spaghetti western with a bounty hunter it's um you know it's clint eastwood but it's it's in space, it's the Mandalorian. And it's like, okay, and I know how to make 20, 30 minutes of TV around these kind of self-contained stories. But with this, it's it just felt like 
is you in game will he come back will christensen come back i don't know like let's make an obi-wan show that'll get people to sign up what would be cool well you know we we never kind of got to see him revenge of the Sith just ends kind of where it ends and there's, there's so much that we can imagine happening in between and wouldn't it be cool if if they had another duel and he he gets to see the kind of harm he, his cause is like yeah that's fantastic and then they rushed it rather than it's it's this great moment and yeah it just felt like it took five episodes to get there and it's not that any of it was bad it was just it just it, it just felt a bit but that that I do want to reiterate that 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 point was I thought I thought they both played it fantastic. Oh, they were brilliant. Um I didn't understand cuz like um just the fact that he says, you know, that my friend is truly dead. So finish him off. I know he can't because the other films have to happen but end yeah. it differently. He he's literally just said I killed Anakin and he said, "Well, my friend is truly gone." So finish him. Like, what's the reason to not finish him? He's just acknowledged that he's got no, there's nothing left to sympathize. And I, I think you made a good point about, you know, it, that that would, even if he did, if, if I think what you said, it would have been perfect if he didn't say that line about that my friend is truly gone. If he said goodbye Vader and then later tells Leia that your dad was this wonderful person, then I'd say, okay, well, that's why he left him. But then why say that bit about my friend is truly truly gone it just finished him off then. my idea was that he could see his face and that was a face of of his friend like physically um and it, my kind of interpretation i suppose was that this was his first encounter with like truly vader do you know because maybe the last time he saw anakin there was like a smidgen it was only the first day that he was vader whereas now this is like truly vader and it was his first time um coming to terms with that and it was like I'll leave you now. This is my one act of mercy on you, Vader. And next time we meet, it'll be like, that'll be the end of it. But it was just too much for him to kill him that day. That's what I kind of yep. thought. But it was a little bit like, oh, just like he's right there. <laughs> like mm -hmm. the pain he's caused and stuff. But yeah. I was going to say that there's, there was a little rumbling or I saw a little tweet, twitting going, you know, oh, they could do a Darth Vader series because, you know, there's this great Marvel run where, you know, we follow Darth Vader. But, you know, after watching this, I really, I really do go, six foot six stuntman, it doesn't need to be Hayden in that suit. You know, it really doesn't, especially if they're replacing the voice. If you're going to give us cool flashbacks between McGregor and Hayden, awesome. Let's do that. But, like, you could save Hayden a lot of discomfort and pay somebody less money. Uh, just to stick anyone else in that suit um i actually did notice though in this episode in particular i saw that it was like anakin's movements like very similar to the prequels so i think there was i know it sounds like a lot to bring him back but i think there is some value to having hayden be the guy in the suit because he moves the same way and it's like do you know even the way he I, was I saw holding that his as well in the... and stuff i just was like that's and I think for this story in particular, it worked. And then from now on, he's like Darth Vader. Maybe I don't know. If it, like, mm. I don't know. I think it was just a cool chance for Hayden, but um, to come back and yeah, I did yeah. like having him there. But I did. I have thought that as well. Like you know, poor Hayden having to put this picture lappy thing on. Um, but I think well, we in saw this that episode, footage least, in advance um, of him practicing with the mask on. Um, 
you know where we saw them rehearsing fight choreography with him wearing a like a kind of a mask kind of we assumed prepping to do the stunts in the suit and i think we definitely saw that in this final duel but you know it, it is a case as well where it's like it's choreography a stuntman a stuntman arranged that yeah. and taught it to him you know, I, I'm I'm honestly just thinking like it's not that I want to save Lucasfilm and Disney money. I just think like if I'm an actor, that's the shitty end of the job is wearing the Darth Vader suit to to walk around the place and be dubbed over by James Earl Jones and like I don't know, it it seems like a pretty but they um, can't really sell a show thankless on, part of the job. On come watch a guy in costume do it. The whole <laughs> point is that it's. It's someone who's played the character, and I think I I think yeah. as well. There's a lot of fan service. I think you prefer be... that it be you than yeah than just anybody. Yeah, I don't know. You get to be fucking Darth Vader. I do have to say, speaking of the yeah, speaking of the dub, um, it was very cool to see to hear Anakin's like Hayden's voice mixed with. James Earl yeah. Jones's voice when the mask was broken. I thought that was an excellent. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, detail, and and it added to the pain. Like we felt Obi Wan's pain because we can now hear Anakin's voice, mm. and not just Vader's. And that was like, oh my god, just so sad, but brilliant, excellent storytelling. Do you plan on watching it, Kev? Yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yep, I plan to. Uh, I just have to kind of flying the time but yeah I will it's been a couple of busy it's fair it's been a busy couple of months so but I understand plan to so is it are they setting up a second season or I think Reva is supposed to be getting a spin-off which makes sense off of the and her character's end in this so that show. person that should be dead why should she be dead because <laughs> she got run of the Inquisitor yeah I just Anakin yeah, had his legs cut die. off and he was burned was to be. in a lava lake and what and medical team rescued well. Reva? She just showed up with her hand over her belly. Revenge. Okay, well, technically, says, very, very technically, if you think about it, if you think about it, um, lightsabers, they're plasma, exactly. so they're going to cauterize the wound. <laughs> so technically, like, she's not going to bleed out. It's going to be, you know, she just has a hole. Just everything she was digesting on the left side of her body is sort of stuck there for her. It's no, it's, it was disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> it was incinerated but there's got to be stuff going in and okay did you like the um the did you like the hello there oh my god that was the best moment of my life i was like yes he said the thing he said the thing and then qui-gon showed up I, and i was like this yeah. is bliss it's just bliss thank you i thank really you. do wish they'd <laughs> It's so small. I wish he'd said hello there as he was walking over rather than like walking to a mark and then a slow camera move into no, the face. That was better. You know? Like, yeah. Oh, it's totally it was fan better. service. It was like, but here I, he comes. He's going to say the thing. He's on his mark. He's framed up. He's going to say it. He said it. Way better. Yeah. And also, I think I think he was also like, there was an element character-wise of him bracing himself to meet Luke. Do you know, because it's the first time he's going to yeah. interact with them. So it's not like he's just going to say a casual, like, hello there, like, as he's walking. Do as you know, anybody might say as they approach for someone from a distance. Okay. No, he was apprehensive. You just, you just disregarded what she said. All right, fine. Like, the whole point is that he hasn't... How did we enjoy Liam Neeson's yet, performance? So. Amazing. 
I was so happy. I was just so a happy. lovely, a lovely Qui-Gon sentiment. Isn't quite gone when anymore. are they setting up a second season? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. they could. He just has to stay the fuck away from Luke. Yeah. Basically, he just has to stay the fuck away from Luke, and he can get involved with whatever the fuck else he wants to. Like he can be, you know, Bail Organa's hitman, or he can, he can, you know, wipe everybody's memories with the Force. It's fucking science fantasy, you loser. They can do whatever he wants. Yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It'd be cool to see him like go back to Coruscant on a mission or something. Like, I yeah. I would yeah. watch that. I'd happily watch that. As is alter ego. I actually, that is something Jackie I kind Daytona. of miss is Coruscant. I think it would have been very cool to see Coruscant because like everything is set on Tatooine or some desert planet now. And I'm like, okay, great. But can we please get something set on Coruscant now? Because it's like, it's a whole city planet. There's like a million, billion different things that can go on. It's very expensive to get those planets that look like Italy. I just, I just think this is great. We've had great stories on Tatooine, but... I think we should move on to other planets. That's just me. The finale is pretty straight line, though, for, in terms of talking through the structure of it. Like, um, you know, we we yeah. we built the duel. We built to Reva finding Luke. We built to, you know, everybody. Everybody goes home nicely. We enjoyed it. It's good. Yeah. I I think the series overall felt a bit flat for me. Not that I hated everything that happened in it. Um, I just wish stuff was more dynamic. Um, but you know, I have seen worse Star Wars, so it's a it's a it's a thumbs up for Maiden. Have we all watched Stranger Things season three, volume one, season, season four, four volume one? one. No, I've not. Jesus Christ, Kevin! I have. Is he? It's worth it, Kevin. That's. Uh, I, I, would, I would have a go. Have you? Did you see season three, Kev? Uh, all but the last episode. I fell asleep during the last episode. <laughs> the Battle of Starcourt. Uh, yeah, you should you should have a look at that one and then get back on if you're going to watch yeah. season four. Yeah, I don't know what I've been watching lately. It's confusing. Well, Stranger what have you been watching? You watched <laughs> Midnight in the Switchgrass. Is that what it was called? Oh, that was after. Oh, sorry. See, I started watching Reservation Dogs or Reservoir Dogs. No, Reservation Dogs. Sorry, Reservation Dogs. And I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's really good, but um, well, we weren't really, Emer wasn't really in humor for watching more of it last night, so we were kind of just like trying to find something to watch for ages, and then I was just like, this looks awful, and it's Bruce Willis. Uh, it's actually kind of sad, it's his last, it was his last movie that's going to be in the cinema that he's appeared in. Everything else he's done now would be kind of st- direct to streaming or video or whatever, um, and he shot all his scenes in one day. It's a dog shit movie though. Yeah, Bruce has been putting up bank for, like he's just been saving for retirement, I guess. Anything and everything he can get done. Well, yeah, but I'm sure um, he... What's, he what's the story of anymore. Midnight in the Switchgrass? They say it's based on a true story. It's not. That's absolute, That's an absolute farce. Uh, a serial killer uh, abducting and killing women uh, off the highway, kind of a truck stop killer type of fella. And uh, police involved trying to find him. And it's awful. Emile Hirsch okay. is in it. Bruce Willis. Megan Fox. Machine Gun Kelly. Um, it's just complete shite. Don't watch it. Emile Hirsch is a guy who like. Was hot for a minute. And then fucked up his career a little bit. And then still continues to work. 
Speaking of that, um, Ez- Ezra Miller's still missing? I don't know where they are now. Well, Emil Hirsch also assaulted a person, so I didn't realise that. Uh, but have they, the have they changed the release date of The Flash at all, or have they just not announced the release date It's all yet? up in the air. Apparently it tested really well, so <laughs> they really want to release it. I wouldn't be surprised if some high-powered lawyers make it all disappear once they can find Ezra and once Ezra doesn't turn up dead or, or something. Yeah, because there, there was a lot of... Um, there was a lot of thought, um, a lot of stuff covered up to release X Men movies every time a movie came out, wasn't there? There was, there was three or four X Men movies where like something would come out about Brian Singer just before the release, and then it would go away. Someone got paid. Yeah, I remember. I think it's a little maybe harder to cover stuff up when it's the actor though, because they're like literally the face of the movie, whereas like the director is. Yeah, true. You know, people don't associate the director with it as much even though it's their movie which kind of doesn't make as much sense but in the public eye you know well also you know miller's kind of playing like, uh, two versions now. of the flash in this i think at least two maybe three so like they they can't God take damn. them out of it like they um, I, but they were also planning like this was they were going to introduce supergirl and keaton's in it and apparently he tested really well yeah. so like it, it's yeah. Yeah, fucking shit show. Uh, It'd be funny if it wasn't so dark. DC is not winning with some of their cast. Yeah. Disturbing. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, like, you know, uh, he he's he's not mentally well. I, I heard about a month yeah. ago that they yeah. had some serious, some personal tragedy. The person I was talking about, it didn't want to disclose, but they said it was something pretty tragic that it happened to them and i don't know when exactly it happened because there was that incident in iceland i think before a year or iceland two or finland yeah so i don't know if it happened around then but it sounds like sounds like they went through something and have had a lot of people that don't have their best interests just kind of partying with a a movie star and then when they're going off the rails a bit those people are gone and then there's no actual support there for them um and then there's the new stuff that came out just a couple of days ago so i, I don't know it's, it's strange yeah there's no um i'm just having a quick look here like i know we don't want to dwell too much on it but like they still haven't found ezra as far as i can see i feel like we'd hear that right yeah well like i said i wouldn't be surprised if it, it's it's some kind of you know, fantastical, but you're talking about something that costs hundreds of millions to make that, that a, a lot of, a lot of fucking top, you know, executives are betting big money on. I'm not saying they're going to harm them, but I I, I wouldn't, there's a bill, there's yeah, a billion dollars on the line. I would be surprised of the links, especially if, if they are now harmed to themselves and others, there are services out there where, you know, if mm. somebody, you know, I mean, if somebody needs deprogramming, they they will abduct and and do what's necessary. And if somebody is a risk to themselves or others, there's there are people out there that you can pay to to Jeez. you know take them away, take them away and for a bit, fucking keep them somewhere until they come to them come to their senses. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of that happening as well. 
I, what I thought you were going to say was like maybe like um, maybe again just supposing but I thought you were going to suggest that like look they've they've tracked it down there's a little conversation going on between everybody involved in it they're going to sort this shit out and then we'll hear something you know short out all the well, no, that's, that's what I mean that, that like they, they've, they've literally is people out there like whether you call them personal security or, or private military or whatever but I wouldn't be surprised when there's this much money involved. They they are now tracking them down, hopefully found them, and yeah. keeping them, you know, probably detained somewhere. You know, and they can say it's for their, their own good and then they can sort out whatever the legal issues are. Because from one of the things I read, it's the parents were saying that, like they're saying groomed, and they're saying that, they were giving them mm-hmm. weed and alcohol and stuff, but then the kid is denying any of that. I don't know if the kid, I think the kid might be 16 now, but was 14 at the time or something. It's very strange, but there was a chaperone yeah. as well. Like the, the, the parents were okay for the kid to go to a premiere and there was a chaperone, but somewhere along the way they were giving them drugs and alcohol. And it's just, it's, it's weird, but the kid is saying that none of none of that happened. Also, I I don't know. It's weird, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a private security tracking them down, keeping them somewhere until they can get everything fucking smooth and 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 tidy and yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Ser- who at Warner Brothers, you know, made a wish on a monkey paw because. They, they, this is basically like their their no way home and i think it was in production before no way home and they said oh they're bringing keaton back and uh affleck is coming back uh so let's do that over here with the spider-man and they beat them to it and not only have they mm-hmm. beaten them to it but now this like fucking fucking yeah. cursed cursed monkey paw wish like they're this. they're releasing an extended cut of No Way Home, aren't they? I heard about the extended edition of No Way Home, actually. Yeah, where they've got like additional scenes and things. Yeah, about. trying and to make some like more money behind the scenes stuff. Oh yeah, is it being re-released or something? I tried to watch that Uncharted film. Oh, was it good? I I was very bored. What else have you got, Kevin? You've either frozen or gone to sleep or. Nope. You've got this faraway look in your eyes that says, um, "You watched what the bad guys and something else." Uh, I watched the bad guys. Check it out; it's very, very good. Uh, One night in Soho uh, starts off strong, loses it the run of itself towards the end. They've announced a radiant black cartoon, I believe. Uh, it might be just an animated short, but check it out. If you haven't read Radiant Black, read Radiant Black. There's also read Radiant Red. Red is also great. Picked up the latest issue of Radiant Red today and it's good stuff i watched the trailer for gone in the night with winona Ryder. it looks like a creepy horror movie that i won't watch because i'm scared of things cool um i also watched the trailer for this much i know to be true which is a kind of concert documentary thing with nick cave and warren ellis and it's going to be streaming on july 7th so i will watch that i will watch that anyone anything else before we call it an evening i've got dr strange multiverse of madness sitting there on the old disney plus gonna get myself a cup of tea a half a packet of biscuits eat and drink and fall asleep watching Benedict Cumberbatch be sassy. Lovely. Amazing. I'm going to watch Sparrow. Pay Academy. attention to your dream because that's you in an alternate 
universe. I hope I sleep tonight. <laughs> That'd be nice. Oh, I'm going to go see Scooter Rock tomorrow. The musical. Is that on, Kev? Ah, cool. In bored oh, nice. Yeah, Jack Black uh, will not be there, sadly. Oh,